Welcome to The Leap, a success podcast for ambitious leaders. Each week, we bring you the tools, knowledge, and inspiration to fuel your next big leap. Now, here's your host, Harriet Schumacher, leadership expert and executive coach. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And this week, I'm going to be talking about confrontation and giving you some tips on how to confront someone because it's a conversation that I find a lot of us need to have. And yet so many of us struggle to have it. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, who really wants to confront somebody who really enjoys confrontation? I haven't actually met that person yet who says, you know, I I wish I could confront people for a living. That would just be the best job ever. You know, we have a tendency to think that confrontation is, you know, really going to be dangerous or scary, that we're probably going to, it's going to lead to disaster. And so uh, a lot of us delay this conversation for longer than we should. And so even when I reflect back on my own life, I like I can think of so many situations where my inability to want to confront somebody has really cost me. You know, when I think about some of the costs it's been, well, you know, eroding trust within relationships. It's been uh, from a you know leadership perspective, um, you know, continued poor performance, um, resentment builds up, uh, more growing rifts and misunderstanding. And sometimes even just like the end of relationships. And, you know, all of this was exacerbated, you know, got worse because of my, you know, inability to confront the conversation, not knowing how to get the conversation started um, and fear of, you know, starting the conversation. And so when I think about why I have spent so much time teaching people how to have confrontation conversations is because I don't want you to have those experiences. You know, I want, I don't want those experiences for myself because I know that when we have this conversation skillfully, uh, we can change all of those results in a moment. And so, you know, what do you do then? And how are you going to learn to become the kind of person who can have this conversation when it needs to happen? And so like, you know, when you think about this, when you don't, confront, you know, and effectively deal with these issues that are holding you down, that are weighing you down, when you can't, you know, name the actions or the behaviors or the attitudes that are getting in the way of your relationship or getting in the way of producing results, the costs become significantly greater. And so I want you to think about that for yourself right now. What is an issue that you are currently facing that is being made worse due to your lack of ability to confront it. And so I want you to think of that situation as you move through this podcast today, because I'm going to be giving you some tips about how you might want to have that conversation. And so here's some of my advice. You know, I spend most of my time working inside organizations, all different types of organizations, Fortune 500s, 
startups, uh, small businesses, and without exception, confrontation, this conversation is what my clients ask for. It's what they need to do and they want to do, but they also dread it the most. You know, they can instantly, as I'm sure you can too, come up with a list of people they know they need to talk with, but they don't know how to have the conversation or they spend so much time in their head worrying about, you know, what's going to happen when they have the conversation, the negative results or the ramifications, they anticipate it going horribly wrong. And so they usually don't say anything at all or they attempt to do it, but they don't do it effectively. And so a hundred percent of the time when I start to train people on confrontation, I can feel the tension rise in the room. It's like a weight that goes over people's shoulders because, you know, in their head, I'm sure they're imagining (laughs) the worst case scenario. And I don't think, you know, this is common, right? This is normal. And I'm sure you'd agree, you know, most people are very uncomfortable with having this conversation. And because of this, we avoid the conversation that is needed the most, the one where all of our goals, our aspirations, the better relationships, the better results is on hold waiting for us to have this conversation. And so this is why we need to have this conversation, but we need to also know how to do it. And so here's a couple of things that uh, you may want to write down as you consider having this conversation. So uh, first and most important of all is that you need to prepare for this conversation. It's not, I wouldn't advise you to enter into a confrontation conversation without preparation. And that tends to be what people do. They just, you know, it boils up within you for so long that you just, you know, ex- you know, explode. <laughs> and, uh, you know, given that uh, one of our biggest fears is that this conversation is going to go badly, approaching it by not being prepared pretty much is going to guarantee that it's going to go badly. And so, uh, or you may end up with a bigger problem than what you started with. And so here are some steps within preparation that when you do these should get you to a better result. They should hopefully, you know, get to the root of the issue, minimize some tension and, you know, get you some better outcomes. The first thing that you need to do is uh, figure out what is the issue that I need to resolve with this person because the problem named is the problem solved. And so you need to be able to articulate, you know, clearly what the issue is that you want to solve. Uh, You know, you need to give some examples of what it actually looks like in action so that the person whom you're having this conversation with can um, understand what it is. So have some examples, I would say, you know, no more than two examples that you can provide. So the person has a clear idea of what the confrontation is about. So like, what are you, what are you feeling? Why is this an issue? Why does this matter? You know, why are you having this conversation with this person? What's the problem that you most want to resolve? And when you're clear on the issue, you need to also remember that you're, you know, you're, the issue is what you're confronting. You're not confronting the person. And so you need to be able to convey your thoughts and feelings and examples um, objectively. And a lot of times what people do is they talk in absolutes or they confront the person or their personality and uh, we can make the mistake of confusing the issue with the person. And this then turns into criticism rather than, you know, 
issue resolution, which is really what confrontation is intended to be about. Uh, you know, what's held me back a lot of the times from being able to have this conversation successfully has been me thinking that it was about the person from my perspective. It's not, it's about behavior. You know, it's about a pattern of behavior or an action that somebody is taking that is leading to less desirable results that needs to change. The person, you know, is a different, is different from this conversation, right? It's the person taking that action. Yes, I agree, but you're not confronting the person. You're confronting the issue. Um, and so the other thing that I need to think about is that this is about not going into this conversation needing to be right because our intention with having this conversation is to find a new understanding and a new way forward. It's not to be right. And I always tell people you can be right and you don't need to have a conversation with somebody. And a lot of us are motivated by wanting to win in confrontation by wanting to be right. And that's really not the approach that we want to take. We want to go into this as a, you know, as a thought partner We want to recognize that we have a unique perspective in relation to this issue. The other person is going to have a unique perspective too. We need to go into this with those two perspectives, understand that they're probably going to be different, that both of us own a piece of the truth. And our goal within this conversation is to uh, come out on the other side with a new understanding and a new way forward. Now that can be hard to do. And so the other thing that we need to work on is, you know, really changing our mindset around confrontation. And so I said this earlier, you know, confrontation makes pretty much everybody uncomfortable. And uh, more so, it tends to, you know, really bring out, you know, an adversarial response with people. And so when you hear the word confrontation, what comes to mind? When you think of confronting somebody, what do you think of? I think a lot of people immediately think that it's going to be Um, harmful and hurtful. It's going to be a battle. Uh, You know, we're going to have to defend ourselves. And so if you're entering into the conversation with that mindset already, you're probably going to get somebody who's going to respond in kind. You're going to get somebody who's going to respond defensively, ready to protect themselves. And so when you break down the word confront, actually, you can see the beginning of the word confront begins with the letter C-O-N. And in Spanish, C-O-N, con, means with. And so what if you began to see confrontation as an opportunity to be with someone, facing the issue in front of us together? And, you know, in order to do that, in order to go into confrontation with that mindset, with that context, I have to be really open to understanding and wanting to hear the other person's side of the story. I have to remain curious. I have to give up again, my need to be right in this conversation. And I know that that speaks easy and practices hard, but I can assure you that the results are so much better for you and for them in this conversation. I would even advise you, if you cannot approach this conversation that way, with this curiosity, with this openness, this desire to want to learn, if you really think that you're right and they're wrong, this conversation isn't going to go very well. So if you can picture yourself standing side by side with someone, examining the issue together, you know, potentially this could become a more neutral conversation. Your nerves could calm down and, you know, we might be both better positioned to work towards a solution. And so, uh, 
I think the confrontation will be much more better and much more um, successful as a result of this mindset going in. And so think about this for yourself. You know, what is your belief around confrontation? You know, when you approach these types of conversations, what do you say to yourself about this conversation? And, you know, be honest about that. And then when you consider that belief, you know, what are your opinions and attitudes? Uh, you know, what are, what are they? You know, what, what, what does that drive and even determine my behavior? Like, how is that influencing how I, you know, confront people or don't confront people? And my, how are your beliefs driving your behavior, essentially? And if you were to change your mindset, if you were to change your view on confrontation to the one that I'm suggesting, which is, you know, this is about exploring an issue, that there's going to be multiple perspectives involved, that we're going to be standing side by side here, how might you, your behavior, your actions, your results be different if you were to look at confrontation through that different lens about being with somebody in a process? The third thing I want to recommend for you to do uh, in order to prepare for a confrontation conversation is to write down what it is that you want to say. Um, at Fierce, we like to call it an opening statement. And, you know, we call it an opening statement because you, know, you need to get your point across. And so I want you to picture the person that you need to confront. And I want you to see them walking towards you. Now open your mouth to speak and say what needs to be said. What happens next? Well, <laughs> I got a hunch, you know, when the person you're confronting realizes what is happening, they will naturally turn inside, you know, so the withdrawal, turn inside, start to process, or they're going to turn on you. They will be triggered. So they're going to panic or they're going to react emotionally, or perhaps they'll, you know, check out of the conversation entirely, start to get lost in their own thoughts and this is more than just your imagination. This is probably what will happen. These are common reactions. I think people don't enjoy being confronted, and we typically want to protect ourselves when there's in this type of conversation. So that pattern of reaction is pretty normal. So this is why it's important to get prepared by writing down what it is that you want to say. You know, your thoughtfulness and the words and the tone you choose the examples you use, and your clarity about the situation is so important. This is not a time to wing it. You need to prepare. And I even say, like, sit down and write down your opening statement. So when I train confrontation in fierce conversations, I train people how to write, an, you know, a 60-second opening statement. And we give feedback, we work through this conversation that you need to have in real time. And I support you with like walking out with a confrontational game plan. It's an amazing framework. It's like a really good step-by-step -step process that has never, you know, over thousands of thousands of conversations that I've hosted, I has never ceased to amaze me by how effective it is and how impactful it is. I've watched person after person, regardless of their leadership level, experienced this tool and walked out of this situation feeling more empowered, feeling more clear, and really helps them to prepare for the conversation that they need to have the most, the one that is weighing them down, the heaviest one. And so when you prepare an opening statement, you know, we, we say, we get to the point, you know, we're clear and direct. We only say what needs to be said. We also take resp responsibility for our part of the issue 
and we keep the conversation on track, which is really, really important. And so when you're considering writing your own opening statement, I would like you to think about including the following things. The first, you need to name the issue. Second, you need to have some specific examples that back up the issue. You know, so describe what happened. Three, I want you to talk with them about what you're feeling as a result of this issue. So how would you describe your emotions? Uh, four, I want you to talk about what's at stake and why it matters for you to have this conversation. Five, I want you to identify your contribution to the problem. Six, I want you to restate and indicate to your partner that your wish is to resolve this issue with them. And seven, I want you to invite your partner to respond. So worth noting, getting through those, through those seven steps, I want you to be able to convey that in about 60 seconds. You know, there's no value for you to go on and on and on about how you've been wronged or you know, how right you are. It's just going to steer the conversation off course, and I would bet you're not going to get to resolution. And so you want to keep it short, succinct, clear, and clean. And then once you've got your opening statement and you feel like it's solid, you've you know, read it, you've refined it, you've you know, made some changes, I think it's important to practice delivering it to another person who's not involved in the issue, a person that you trust, who has your best interests in mind. You know, reading it to yourself versus saying it out loud are two very different experiences. When you say it out loud, you might be surprised about some of the words that you choose or some of the, the emotion that leaks into your voice, maybe how you express things um, when you share certain things verbally. So saying it a few times aloud will help you uh, work through those emotions so that you could deliver your message clearly, succinctly, and effectively. Sorry, I nearly sneezed there. So, you know, I don't make any guarantees that these uh, tips that I've given you today is going to resolve your issue, though I think that they might, but they do promise to support you in how to prepare and get clear uh, and the specifics of a confrontation for yourself because you, you know, you can't control how the other person is going to respond, but you can control what you do to help you prepare for this conversation so that it goes successfully. You know, since I've been facilitating fierce conversations, I've thought back on so <laughs> many conversations, you know, either that I've never had or I should have had or have had and went badly. And I'm, you know, I'm standing in front of the room. Yesterday I was standing in the front of the room of 125 people helping them with confrontation. And while I'm teaching, you know, there's a tape running in the back of my mind, you know, remembering my own experience, you know, what I did or didn't do and the repercussions of all of that. And I always wonder, like, how might things have been different? <laughs> you know, had I been better at this at the time, right? Like, might I have sustained or saved relationships? Might things have been more healed by now? Um you know, where would we be? Where would I be? Had I had more than a why I need to have these conversations? Because I think we all understand we need to have them. But if I'd had better tools and strategies and known how to have them, you know, I, I'll never know the answer to that. All I know is that uh, I've had the privilege of witnessing over and over again through training is how the how-to of confrontation changes everything from this point forward.
you know, I see this with our clients. Uh, and I know this for myself. I hear it from them at the end of the day. It's typically the last part of the day and they walk away. They're tired. They're drained because they've been working hard on preparing for the conversations that matter most, but they're feeling empowered. And typically they're saying, this was amazing. This was awesome. I feel better. And so I want to challenge you, you know, where confrontation is concerned. So, you know, instead of avoiding or reacting, could you take the time to prepare, to prepare the issue, to get ready to deliver it, to write out your script, to practice what you're going to say, to refine it. And so you can be, you know, ready to take the next step, ready and to have this conversation. If you would like to, you know, work with me on your conversational game plans, you could attend my Fierce Conversations workshop. The next one will be happening on November 19th and 20th. I would love to see you there. Uh, feel free to contact me directly uh, at harriet at bigleapleadership.com. If you would be interested in participating in that workshop and learning how to have these conversations that are really going to get you the best results possible. So no question about it. Confrontation is a tough conversation, but they are also the ones that can create the most amount of change, the most amount of growth, the most honesty, transparency, and opportunity for you beyond measure. So my hope for you is that you can begin to have these conversations with grace and skill, uh, follow this advice. And if you need any more support, feel free to reach out to me directly. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.